I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, yo. Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, Woo! can't dance all night long. Here is your host, the baby face of podcasting, J.C. Bo. Oh. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right, not going left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? Your question, question. You're listening to the fourth wall wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Wall. But you know what really pisses me off? It's this fucking championship scene, dude. Like, how can they go all this time and not talk about what happened? Let's talk about Kofi and Brock, dude. Like, Kofi gets squashed by Brock Lesnar. No oh, one's dude, happy about it. No dude, one hard resets. Dude, but a hard reset after someone had a stellar 180-something day title reign? Like... Kofi Kingston felt like he was our champion since he won the title at WrestleMania. He defeated guys like Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe. He put in some big matches, man, to get squashed by Brock Lesnar and then show up the next week throwing fucking pancakes, all smiles all day and going back with the New Day and not addressing the fact that he just got squashed by Brock after he cut a fucking promo going... I will not be a legit champion. My championship will not be legitimized until I defeat the Beast. And he didn't. He's not going to fucking address it or talk about it? I, no, it doesn't make... I don't understand. I mean, they're just... They're working him right out of the main event picture. I mean, that's just all there is to Which it. Is I would, I would, I'm, really, I'm really surprised that the New Day didn't get drafted to Raw. Same here. I, I'm going to... You know, I mean, uh, are we are we going? We, we've been going, bro. Okay, we're we've going, been uh, going. I want to get water, man. I remember my my first day of recording a podcast. <laughs> well, you didn't say. And what up, fam? Well, because I'm pissed off at this fucking championship scene. I want to talk. I wanted to. No. I had to blow some steam first, bro. Um. I don't want to give everybody. I don't want to give everything away before the show. These hot takes. No, give me, give me your hot takes, bro. Talk to me about Kofi and free. Brock. All right, we, all right, you'll get we'll, my we'll, Kofi we'll and get, Brock. We'll get to the draft. Let's Yo, talk about here's Kofi my new and day hot. All right, Kofi and Brock. Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense. You're absolutely right. How can you just have Kofi just 
forget about that, especially when you're trying to present the product as more. Well, that's the thing. Like they're trying to present it. I think Fox is going to be like to present it more as a sport brand. So they're going to put the quote unquote athletes in their main event. And that's Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar. They're what? the athletes. You're right. Kane's done absolutely nothing to deserve a world title shot. It, is it's it absolutely for the title, stupid? Though? Is it for the title? Yeah, it's for the title. Yeah. That's it's for fucking, the title. Are you sure? Yeah. That's fucking re- ridiculous, dude. That is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, dude, it's Why? for the title, dude. Why? I would rather Kane and Brock just have a feud based on their rivalry from UFC and then have Brock and Kofi face each other later on so they actually have a legitimate storyline between Brock Lesnar and Kofi Kingston. It's fucking stupid timing, man. Stupid. I wish I wish there was more with Rey Mysterio in this storyline. They built on that more. It was kind of cool at first when he came right with Rey. I'm like, okay, this is going to be kind of cool. Rey and Kane together. And like, oh, I want to see like Rey Mysterio tied into it more. Like, why can't like they have a tag team match? Of some sorts, like before, like I don't know who who could who, 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 has a problem. Who's going to partner with Brock Lesnar? <laughs> Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. He, 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 he's done it before, man. He's done it before. Uh, but seriously, um, but no, is, I, uh, it's seriously it as, as stupid as the ending of Hell in a Cell. Is as yeah, all the championship scenes are stupid. Yeah, with WWE Championship, Brock Lesnar versus Kane, Kane Velasquez. That's CBS fucking Sports. stupid. What the, the fuck has Kane Velasquez? This is his third match ever in wrestling, and they're and they're hyping it like an AEW, like an AEW. They're hype. Well, yeah, they kind of are hyping it like an AEW few boots. They're hyping it like a fight, you know, yeah. like an MMA fight. And the problem is, no one really knows who Kane. Vel- well, the Fox audience knows who Kane Velasquez is, is because they watch, you know. They're football people and MMA people, and they follow those sports. So when they see Cain Velasquez on TV on wrestling, they're like, oh, I know him. He's, he's the guy that beat, oh, that guy, Brock Lesnar. Oh, they're going to wrestle? That guy could be entertaining. And that's what they're hoping is going to happen with this. But what's going to happen to Cain now after Crown Jewel? Now, we know that Cain Velasquez has, has signed a multi-year deal with the WWE, which is fine. And honestly, I guess it was expected after he made his debut. Okay, it was expected he's going to be now on their roster. But what's going to happen to him after after he faces Brock for the fucking Universal of uh, WWE Championship? You know he ain't going mean, to win he's, that shit. He's, if he's if he's smart, he's going to go to the Performance Center. If if they're smart with this, this opens the show, and Lesnar like relatively squashes Kane, like not squashes, but like you know three to five minute match. You know Kane gets some offense in, but at the end of the day. Lesnar beats him in a wrestling match, you know, experience. You know, like, if you're logic about it, Cain Velasquez has wrestled two matches. Brock Lesnar's, like, an eight-time world champion or something. Mm-hmm. Like, Lesnar should win this match quickly on paper. So, you're trying to book this as a sport and but an on-paper feud. Have it happen. No, listen to me. Let me go. Let me finish. Lesnar wins. And three to five minute, you know, maybe even five to seven minutes. And then you send Kane to the PC for a couple months. But should Brock Lesnar win? Yes, absolutely. I mean, look and, at, he, and he should look win at definitively. UFC. Kane fucking brutalized the beast in the Okay, Oscar but round. that was 10 years ago. This okay. adds another layer to that personal feud. It's been 10 years. 
Brock's been fighting a lot more than Kane has in those 10 years. He's been keeping himself a lot more active. He's in better shape than Kane is. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot to go on by having him, like, you know, by having Brock win this match. And then have Brock win decisively. Send Kane to the PC where he can learn how to wrestle better. You know, we learn of the Shawn Michaels and, and of the world and all those guys down there. He's got access to that gym, works out every, you know, every day, goes to the rain every day. He's going to be freaking jacked in good shape when he gets back. And he's going to know how to keep up with Lesnar in the ring. And the next match is going to be better. So we sh- we might expect to see Kane then on NXT is what you're thinking. I don't even know if you'll see him on NXT. It might be like a Ronda Rousey thing where he just trains in the PC but never appears on NXT. I got you. Okay. Just remember, Ronda Rousey trained in the PC, but she was never on NXT. Was she, did she make a guest appearance once, maybe? In the crowd. Yeah, I think in the crowd right. or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's the WWE Championship. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with the championship, but I guess we'll wait and see what happens after Crown. I just Bowl. don't understand what Kofi did to just get demoted so, so quickly. quickly. And not even address the fact that, hey... To the fans, I, I, I'm sorry to the fans, you know, I let you guys down. I said my championship reign would not be legitimized, <laughs> legitimized unless I defeated the Beast, and I didn't. I let you guys down. It, honestly, man, it's, it's uh, what it obviously is. It's just they're doing with the move to Fox. It is a hard restart. I don't know. They well, gave Kofi a nice video montage during SmackDown that, you know, leading up to his match and, right. you know, showed all the highlights of him as a champion. It's built nicely and it's not and it's not out of the question Kofi will never get to face Brock Lesnar again and next time he faces he'll learn from his mistake of jumping right into Brock Lesnar because <laughs> right. you know you're going to get caught and get hit with an F5 and then an F5 that was, that and then was another F5 planning. like yeah. that's what like pisses me off more about when they put book these Brock like squash matches like what makes creative or Vince McMahon think that the Kofi Kingston in this situation just hits the stupid switch all of a sudden and, and forgets right how to Brock. wrestle something. Yeah, runs right at Brock Lesnar. Like, right. what? That's the part I don't get about that stuff. That's the part that's insulting to intelligence. But, you know, intelligence. But if there's a new fan that's never seen WWE before and they tuned into that first SmackDown, they don't know who the fuck Kofi Kingston is right. from, you know the hair underneath their fucking, underneath their ball sack, you know? Wow, hair underneath their ball sack. Do you know what that hair looks like? I do. You, are, you, are you speaking of the taint? Taint, yes. The, the, the guiche? <laughs> the that guiche. I've never heard before. Yeah, dude, the guiche. I like that word, the guiche. Yeah, so anyway. those fans, they're just like, oh, they just saw the big beast Brock Lesnar, some of them who might know him from USC, squash the best thing they have to offer Brock's obviously the best and you know Brock is the most dominant wrestler in pro wrestling he still is Mm -hmm. until somebody proves him otherwise so I don't know it's I don't agree with squash title changes like that ever really especially because like you said Kofi was so strong he beat so many good wrestlers during his title reign so, still a good first title reign, uh, very anticlimactic and upsetting ending, very just, like, abrupt ending. But, you know, it's not the end of Kofi's story. I'm sure there'll be another chance for him to get at Brock and get at that title. I, I feel confident that there will be a 
This is going to culminate again in another Brock Lesnar and Kofi Kingston feud because Kofi Kingston's um, his reign was just, was too good for them to just to pull the plug on it like that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, there's a lot of weird. It's always weird booking also when the Saudi Arabia shows come around. Let's talk about The Fiend and Seth Rollins. First of all, first of all, Seth fucking Rollins. Oh my God, dude. Like, we've talked about it for weeks. Fucking Seth, just take the fucking mic out of his hand. Stop I hate it. giving him promos to do. Uh, how, first of I all, how are you so going much. to... How are you going to get beat to death in a Hell in a Cell match? I don't care about how he and how the match ended with the fucking sledgehammer. He he got beat to death by by Bray Wyatt with the mandible claw. He was fucking coughing up blood at Hell in a Cell, bleeding from the mouth. Then they they keep him off TV for uh, for the following Raw. Shows up on SmackDown to face Roman Reigns. The Fiend returns. Brings Seth Rollins to hell, pulls him straight to hell, and then Seth fucking shows up on Raw. Hey, Chuck, I'm in a great mood today. It's a great day. You know why? It's draft day. Fuck you, Seth. I know. Fuck like, you. Why we're, are you not? We're right here in what? wherever the fuck, the Minneapolis, Minnesota, oh, for I the hate fucking it. cheap pops. Oh, I hate it. Oh, so my God. Much. It makes like, no sense. To... I hate that character. I, I can't hate stand that. it. Person. He has to stop with the fucking oh. cheap pops. I fucking oh. hate it. Is, it's not him. It is not Seth oh. Rollins. Why is he doing this to himself? It's so fucking bad. And he, like, he, why, why does he not... I'm going to straight up call it out. Why does he, is he not Chris Jericho? Why right. is he in the balls to just fucking... Is Do he not he as wants. creative as Jericho? I think that might be the thing. Honestly, I've never seen that create that creative of a Seth Rollins. I liked him better as a heel. I don't think. Yeah, any, it's I don't think work. a lot of that was him being creative. I think that was just what creative gave him. I liked how they booked that. But it's gotten to a point now where again, it's hard to say. Is it the is it the writing? Is it creative? Is it the person that's 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 relaying the the script to to the audience is the way he he perceives it the way he acts it i don't know if it's if it's him or if it's creative or what it is but i have lost all hope in seth being a fucking credible champion and it fucking pisses me off because i love seth in the ring i have lost all hope of seth being a credible face champion he needs to turn you know but you know it's a heel turn it's it's and it's it's harder to be a face than is to be a heel Right. That's just all there is to it. You know, it's a lot easier. To do, it's always easier to do bad things than it is to do good things, man. That's True. just life in general. Confucius says. It, it's just so bad, man. I don't understand it. I don't understand why the storyline is still going if they're going to say SmackDown and Raw are going to have two very distinct rosters. Then you're going to uh, draft fucking uh, The Fiend to SmackDown. You're going to keep... Seth Rollins over on Raw, but have it be like, well, I don't know if I'm going to get drafted to SmackDown or if I'm going to stay on Raw. Dude, we know you're going to fucking stay on Raw. You're the Universal Champion. You're not going to go to SmackDown. Yeah, that's like, the other thing. Why say that? If they were going to keep all of the titles on the brands they were already on, just fucking say that. 
We'll get to the draft. I don't later, understand. Though, like, yeah, why did they waste draft picks on the champions? I don't like. Under- obviously, the champions are staying on their brands. We're not idiots. We know that you don't have to waste a draft pick. That could be another wrestler looking to get some screen time. They insulted fucks. our intelligence, and they were they were targeting that whole fucking draft to the new viewers who are just tuning in for the first time on Fox. Just fucking soup. That's a small percentage of the people that are watching your your fucking show now. It's a small percentage right now. Like, there's people who are wrestling fans that aren't watching your show. Right. Like, you should be trying to get the wrestling fans that aren't watching your show. Worry about them first. Let them create. Let the fans create the buzz for you. Don't try to create the buzz first. Right. You stupid sons of bitches. Yep. Like, what the fuck, man? So, the whole... The whole situation with Seth Rollins as as champion right now in jail just drives me nuts. The only time the cheap pop with the crap with the town name has been cool was The Rock. And Mick Foley. And Mick Foley. And Mick Foley. And that's it. And that's it. Who who else did yeah. that? Anyone else? Yeah, I can't think of anybody I mean, else. Rock and Mick Foley. It, it, yeah, they made it creative though. Finally, The Rock has come back. To New Brunswick. To New Brunswick. (laughs) (sighs) Fuck, The Rock was great. All right, so now now, now you got Fiend on SmackDown. Rollins is still on Raw. And now Fiend and Rollins are facing each other again at Crown Jewel of all fucking places. Even though... Even though they're on different shows on and there's no brands, more wild yet card we have pool. distinct brands, distinct rosters on our two brands. Dude, Saudi Arabia fucks everything up, man. And they and they do these shows like right after a draft. It doesn't make any it makes fuck. No I sense. hate these Saudi Arabia shows. They always mess like Braun Strowman, Tyson Fury. What the fuck is that? Like Tyson Fury is like the heavyweight champion of the world. At first of all, I can't believe he's even taking a wrestling match when he's heavyweight champion of the fucking boxing world. Dude, like this is a one-off, man. He's getting Tyson's getting a fucking hefty payday for this, and they're going to protect Tyson because Tyson has a fight coming up in October. He has a fight coming up. I'm sorry, I think in, in October a- after Crown Jewel, he has a fight coming up, maybe early November. I'm surprised the boxing uh, league is even allowing him to do this fucking fight because you see he has a scar under his eye, right? If that scar busts open again, man, he he's fucked. He's gonna be fucked going into his into his championship match. I wonder if this is gonna be like the Thunderlips versus Rocky Balboa match from Rocky <laughs> Three. Is that Rocky Three, I believe? No, what's gonna happen is Tyson Fury is going to completely squash Braun Strowman with one punch. They're going to protect Tyson, make him look strong, and that's it. He's gonna get paid, he's gonna go the fuck home. Or there's gonna be interference. You know by who? Who's another uh, Golden Gloves champion we have on the roster. King Corbin. King fucking Corbin. <laughs> Let King Corbin interfere in this match and then have Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury team up just to take out fucking, um, what's his face? Fucking Baron, uh, King Corbin. And then hey. have two big guys put their hands in the air together and then they both leave together. Cool. That was a fun segment. Hey. On to the next one. Is Fury and Deontay Wilder's match in Saudi Arabia? 
that's a good question. I don't think so. They do have boxing matches over there. Where's Smarky when you need him? You need him to uh, do the research for us. But I don't oh, know, I man. can do but it. I either, either way. Either way. But let's go back to The Fiend and Seth Rollins real quick while you're looking that up. So now they're going to be fighting in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Um, I don't understand why a Falls Count Anywhere match became the stipulation when every time they've been together in the ring on a Raw or a SmackDown now, Bray Wyatt just takes out Seth right in the ring. Or he drags him up to the up the ramp. If there was a story behind the false count anywhere, the stipulation would make sense, but it doesn't. You know what else doesn't make sense is what how Seth Rollins found the fucking Firefly Funhouse. Like, did you just pop in your GPS Firefly Funhouse and you found out how to get there? Make a left on Seymour, right on center, <laughs> straight down to Electric Avenue, and you fucking show up at the Firefly fucking Funhouse. So you could burn it down. Seth, oh, shove it up your fucking ass, Seth. Dude, I what? hate the fucking catchphrases, man. Oh, I hate everything about Rollins right now. Dude, he's in like Bailey territory right now, like before Bailey's heel turn. Yep. Like that's exactly yeah. like, oh, this character fucking blows, man. Like he literally burned to, to death puppets. Like Rambling Rabbit is dead again. <laughs> Ab- Abigail the witch is gone. Mercy the buzzard is gone. Like, why? First of all, why get rid of those characters? Those characters made Bray Wyatt. Those Firefly Funhouse segments made Bray Wyatt what he is today. People looked forward to seeing those segments. For the past six months, those have been the highlight segments of Raw and SmackDown. Why would you get rid of that? Why burn down that set? Or, or wait, 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 wait. Remember my whole thought process to behind the way uh, why Hell in a Cell ended the way it did? What if that was all in Seth's head and the Firefly Funhouse is not burned down? But because Bray Wyatt or The Fiend is in Seth Rollins' head, what if he imagined that? What if that wasn't actually the Firefly Funhouse being burned down? What if that was Are they all smart in enough Seth- to do something like that? No, that that's the fucking problem. No, they're not. Because we aren't on creative right now. But seriously, Dude, that, so that could be a fucking pretty... That would be a cool twist. That would be a great twist. The two shows, Raw and SmackDown, are booked in two completely different ways. What would you say before? Cross and Bliss were sent to SmackDown because there was only four women on SmackDown. You want to know yeah. why? SmackDown's demographic. Who watches Fox? You know, usually sports fans. Sports fans, right? The big sports network. That's what they're going for. You know, they have sick. They have all the animation stuff, but like the mm-hmm. funny, you know, Adult Swim type animation. So it's that's they're they're it's a it's a mostly male demographic. It's an adult audience. Fuck? Also, it's an adult who, audience. Who, right? Who the fuck watches USA? Hmm. Your fucking mom. That's who watches USA. Okay, yeah, what is, your what mom watches you. Have the majority of a lot of yeah. a lot of reruns, a lot of repeats of, Dude, of your shows. mom and your wife and your girlfriend. That's right. who watches USA. Yeah, right. Like the only thing I ever watch on USA is fucking Raw and now NXT. As the only, and sometimes there's a Premier League game on, on USA 
when like you know when it's like Survival Sunday or whatever, you know they'll have like all the games across NBC Universal. We end the point. Blah blah blah. Yeah, your mom watches USA. Look where all the women are. Look where Charlotte is. Look where Becky is. Look where Seth is. I can't believe Corbin's not there. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that surprised know. me that Corbin was there. That's why I was surprised the New Day didn't go to Raw because mm-hmm. bombs buy things for their kids. Kids like the New Day. Makes sense to put the New Day on Raw. And I feel like that's what they're going for. I think it's going to be, you know, look at Lash- Lashley and Lana are making out on Raw. You know, that's a Raw thing. It's the soap opera thing. Women watch USA. Like, you understand it's a different target audience I think they're going for on Raw. And that being said, I don't think Seth Rollins acting like an utter fucking, like, basic bitch jackass champion, like, is what women want to see either, you know? But it's just they're definitely going for a different demographic than SmackDown, and we're not the Raw demographic, you and I. Right. I think you and I, I'm definitely the SmackDown demographic. Like, I thought Bailey's freaking heel turn last week was fucking killer. I've been waiting for her to fucking make those stupid, waving, inflatable tube arm, used car fucking salesman looking fucking waving, stupid thing, fucker shitheads explode for so fucking long now. I've been waiting for it. I was so excited when she took that goddamn whatever the fuck she contraption she had to yeah, fucking what stab the fuck those that thing was. it was great and then she went to the rain you know what she did bones she took her fucking title back yep and it was the some of the best booking wwe's done in fucking months and mm-hmm. i still haven't watched tonight's smackdown and i've heard really good things about the wrestling on smackdown tonight a kind of throwaway main event but really good wrestling and a lot of it's, it's another instance of the stupid Saudi Arabia pay-per-view, like right. clouding up creative and making for stupid creative because Saudi Arabia books the shows and they want to see certain things. And that's just all there is to it. But Bailey also, you can't forget, caught one of her best promos ever. Hey, bitches, yeah. screw all of you. And that was yeah. it. And apparently she was fire on Miz TV tonight, too. Yeah, and I can't. She was on Miss TV, and, and apparently she's. I can't. I, and I'm gonna watch that. I, I didn't get to watch it live, so I was watching the ALCS. But if I freaking watch it tomorrow morning, and uh, I can't wait to talk with you about it because apparently it was really good. And the SmackDown was really good prior here until like the main event. The main event was a little underwhelming. Throw away. Yeah. The throw away. All right. Well, Doc, we've been arguing, not arguing, but we've been complaining for the past like 26 minutes. I had to let that out. I had to rant about. The championship picture right now between Kofi and Brock, Seth and the Fiend, throw fucking Cain Velasquez in there. Uh, It's been a mess. But now that we're 26 minutes or so into the show, let's set the table and let's continue with the rest of our show. I want to talk about the draft and really break down and analyze how the draft went down. But before we do that, what up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Right now, you're listening to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Catch us right here on the WrestleLive Radio Network every single Saturday. I'm your host, JC Bones, and I'm accompanied by my good brother, the one and only good doctor, Doc Haas. We are going to analyze the entire WWE draft that has happened over the past week or so. So the way the draft was laid out, it happened uh, first on SmackDown in the first four rounds, and then again the next six rounds happened on Raw the following Monday. 
Then there was a total of, let me see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 18 supplemental draft picks after SmackDown and Raw have added. Uh, I'm sorry, aired. So, Doc, let's start at the uh, first round from SmackDown last week. So the first round consisted of the following draft picks. Becky Lynch to Raw. Becky Lynch, the current Raw Women's Champion, went to Raw. Shocking. Okay. Roman Reigns to SmackDown. We knew that was going to happen. The OC, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and the United States Champion, AJ Styles, all going to Raw. Which I think was a great pick. Especially for the first round. For the OC to get picked in the first round, that's huge. The Fiend Bray Wyatt going to SmackDown, which fucking blows my mind. And then... Drew Doesn't Mac- blow my mind. And then Drew McIntyre goes to Raw. Smack to Raw? Okay. Yeah. I really thought Drew was going to go to SmackDown, and also he's been Me too, out. yeah. He's been out on injury, not even on been on TV in weeks, but yet he was drafted in the very first round. Okay, question for you. Okay. Would you consider Drew a good-looking man? He's all right. No, yeah, yeah. He, I, I, he, he's, he's jacked. He's in really good shape, and yes, he's, he's a good-looking guy. Well, there you go. That's why he's shows on, Raw. on USA. That's why go. he's on Raw. Perfect. There you go. I totally, <laughs> I totally see your logic behind that. But still, but yeah, to, have him, if, to have him in the first draft pick, like before we go on, well, like, just to remind you that he's good and he's and he's a, and he's part of the future of the promotion. But look at the first pick on the second round, Randy Orton. Why not put Randy Orton in that first round, and and send him and put him on Raw just like Drew McIntyre? Like I don't understand the Drew McIntyre, but regardless, um, I have no quarrels about who went to what brand. I'm still confused as to why Bray Wyatt went to SmackDown. I think if they kept the Bray Wyatt and the Fiend character as like a Jekyll and Hyde character, what if Bray Wyatt went to Raw but the Fiend went to SmackDown? <laughs> like the fucking three faces of Foley, of Foley right? <laughs> right. And then Husky Harris goes to fucking NXT. Oh my god, that's that's too much. <laughs> right? That's too much. Like, think about that. I don't know. If I, I don't know if I'd be able to handle that, dude. I don't know if I'd be able to handle that. <laughs> so, I mean, did did you see any of these five? Uh, yeah, five picks going in any other way, uh, besides the fiend. Roman Reigns on SmackDown makes sense. We said that from day one, before the draft even happened. We're like, you know what? Or not even right. the draft. Before SmackDown even went to Fox, like Roman's going to go to SmackDown. Outside of Bray Wyatt, yeah. I mean, the Bray Wyatt, I guess I was shocked because I thought he was going to be finishing his program with Seth. But at the same time, it makes more sense for him to be on, Raw, on SmackDown. The right. demographic, I feel like that's watching SmackDown is going to appreciate Bray Wyatt more than the demographic they're going for on Raw. Right. All right, now let's look at the second round. So the second round starts off with Randy Orton going to Raw, which is a great choice. I've been saying Orton should have went to Raw a long time ago. Dean Shaven. Uh, Sasha Banks going to SmackDown. She let the cat out of the bag when she returned and had blue hair. That was her telling us, I'm going to SmackDown. Uh, Ricochet is staying on Raw. Makes sense. 
Braun Strowman. Oh, first of all, speaking of that, Ricochet Actually, is staying on Raw, but they're trying to fucking advertise it like, oh, what a great pick for Raw. It's like, dude, Ricochet's already been on Raw for like the past year. Yeah, Don't dude, they're like completely. It's, it's a hard reset. It's a hard reset, dude. Fuck the hard they reset. It's not a hard went, reset. That's what they're. I understand that's stupid, but I'm just telling like, you. You're talking to me like you're it's confused stupid. as to why it's happening. I'm not confused. I'm telling it's you stupid. why it's happening. It's it is stupid. stupid. It's, it's stupid. very stupid. Stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. Stupid. <laughs> um, Braun Strowman stupid. next goes to SmackDown. Great move. Not surprising. Braun Strowman yeah. had to get off for Raw. He was getting very stale on Raw. And then Bobby Lashley, again, another very odd choice to be drafted so early in the draft. Uh, I'm fine with him staying on Raw. I really think he should have went to SmackDown. But And and, and stop the hottest storyline on Monday Night Raw. Why you could have done it on SmackDown too, on Fox. I guess because I guess because yeah you're right because Seth and Bray Wyatt are still facing oh, each other. That's no like wild. that's the hottest. Story but no, but right no, what? But no wild cord. No, dude, there's nothing hotter than when last year. Lana. 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 Oh my god, it's so, you're a fucking weird, dude. dude. Just you are ahead, weird. Shit. You like that shit? Are you? What are you doing dude. with your mouth right now, dude? I'm so glad that our listeners can't see this shit. I, I'm moving on. Then the third round, originally, originally, I say originally because there have been trades done since then, but we'll get to that later, started off with Alexa Bliss on Raw, Lacey Evans to SmackDown, great move, Kevin Owens to Raw, which I was a little surprised in that, I thought he was going to stay on SmackDown, the Revival to SmackDown, who are the current SmackDown Tag Team Champions, shocking that they're staying on SmackDown. Yeah, and right. then Natalia uh, staying on Raw. All those picks make sense, especially if it's face. As long as it's face KO and KO, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just wondering if you're going to see Kevin Owens tone it down a bit on Raw. Like, are you going to keep seeing this anti, like, the Stone Cold like KO character? No, Was he on Raw so. this week? I don't remember no, seeing. I didn't. I, I didn't catch all of Raw this week. Yeah, right. So I thought, okay. So, you know, I think you're going to get that like kind of baby. I, I'm afraid you're going to get that baby face Kevin Owens if he's going to Raw. I'm not afraid of that. I think he'll be fine on Raw if he says if he's a baby face. Because let's look at who we have so far in these first three rounds that are on Raw. Who are our male baby faces? Ricochet. Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens. Look at all the other men we have on Raw. We have the OC. Yeah. We have Bray right. Wyatt. We have Drew McIntyre. We have Randy Orton. We have Bobby Lash. That's five heels to two Bray faces. Wyatt's, Bray Wyatt's on SmackDown. Oh, shit. My bad. You're right. Yeah. So we have the OC, McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lash. That's four heels to Ricochet, Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens. And that's three faces right now on Raw. Braun, Str- Braun Strowman's on SmackDown, God too. God damn it. Ricochet <laughs> and Kevin Owens on Raw. <laughs> Four heels, two faces. My name's Bones. And <laughs> I, I like this, wrestling. This is my first day podcasting. Um, Alright, and let's go, to the, let's go to the fourth round real, real quick. We have the Viking Raiders on Raw, who are now the new Raw Tag Team Champions. That was, that was fun. 
I enjoyed all that. Next pick is the Lucha fucking house party to SmackDown. Why? What was? Yeah, that that was probably the most. I think that was the most surprising pick of the night in the draft. I don't know where that came from, and I don't know. I mean, there's look at look at you know of all the picks in the fourth round, you have once you of the five picks, four of them are tag teams. So was this yep. the tag team round? And the other one, and the, and the fifth pick completed a tag team from the third round. Right. If you really want to get like technical, get technical so right. that's okay. how you're. Is that how you're setting up the tag division? Like I, I don't know. I, but Lucha House Party. Yeah. Really? To be to be drafted so early, like supplemental draft. Cool. Throw Lucha House was like, Party. What, what was like? Was Samoa Joe not available for that pick? We'll get we'll get him because he was not drafted until very late in. The oh wait, well, yeah, that's right because. It, it was like there was different talent available on each For night, each one, right? There was, there was a, there was a, right. there was two different pools. Right. Right. I forgot about that. So, anyway, so for the remainder of the fourth round, uh, to round out, to round out the fourth round in the women's division, they uh, bought Nikki Cross over to Raw, which keeps her with Alexa Bliss. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, heavy Machinery going to SmackDown, and the Street Profits officially now on the main roster and over on the Raw side. Which I'm all for yeah. that, because Street Profits are a great tag team, and they're going to do wonders for the tag division. I think we need to get, like, we need to find a way to get the Street Profits in the ring with, like... Crime I Time? I put them in the ring with the Viking Raiders, go for it. Would you be okay with seeing like? Do you know what I like to see? I like to see the Street Profits and Gallows and Anderson. They already started foreshadowing that this past week on Raw with Gallows and Anderson and the Street Profits back in a backstage segment. Okay, so I must have missed that on Raw this week. I saw bits and pieces of Raw this week. I just didn't catch that. That's good because I think that's going to be good for both teams. Um, you know, the OC is you know doing a great job at you know being the top heel faction and. The street profits need to kind of prove themselves in the ring to get their kind of party hype gimmick over. Mm-hmm. And they have the ability to do that with a high-quality tag team, and that's what you're getting with Gallows and Anderson. Right, and so far the street profits have already gained a little bit of a, of a following with the fans on the main roster, just in their backstage segments, their personalities. When the fans on the main roster who have never seen them in the ring on NXT get a chance to actually see them work, they're going to be that much more over. Street Profits, Heavy Machinery are going to be two top tag teams moving forward. I think now now the draft is done. Oh, Heavy Machinery is going to be their future. They're going to win a tag team championship in 2021. Uh, definitely. If if not before then. Uh, I think before then. 2021 yeah, is a long the, time from now, dude. Yeah, you got the Usos on the shelf right now and the Hardys on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some... There's some there's some spots available for some young teams to elevate themselves and you know maybe make uh, maybe maybe WWE kind of forgets about the Usos and the Hardys once they get their lives together. Right. So that's the end of the first night of the draft. So let's run down the uh, for the two shows. So the number one draft pick was Becky Lynch going to Raw. Well, we'll go on just the Raw side. So we got Becky Lynch, the OC, Drew McIntyre. Randy Orton, Ricochet, the almighty Bobby Lashley, Alexa Bliss, Kevin Owens, Natalia, the Viking Raiders, who are the current Raw Tag Team Champions, Nikki Cross, and the Street Profits. Now, since this first night, 
there was a trade that happened after the first night, and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross have now been traded to SmackDown. So Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are now on SmackDown. Doesn't a trade mean that you're supposed to get something back? Bingo. <laughs> Would this not be a maybe a a purchase? I think the proper, but a better term here should have been that SmackDown purchased the contracts. Per- there you go. I like uh, that. Of Bliss and Cross. That's how they use it. That's how they do it in, in like soccer world. Right. If they're trying to make this more sportsy, they have to get get their shit together. Yeah, and um, the sports thing. Can I, can I can I touch upon that real quick before you course, finish the list? Of course you can, dude. Just so especially on Fox, you know, having all the NFL guys and all that stuff there. I don't think that was a bad idea, but they need to execute it better. Like there should probably also be like a wrestler there, so yes. somebody can lead the segment. You know, like you know, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman ain't watching no fucking Friday Night SmackDown. Throw Hogan like, in there. Throw The Rock in there. Throw, yeah, throw Hogan in there. Throw Austin Bully Rock Ray in there. or Mark Henry or Ric Flair or yeah. someone in there. You know, just throw somebody Sting. in there. To, or 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 find some football players who are big wrestling fans, like Rob Gronkowski, mm-hmm. like Greg Kittle, uh, the 49ers tight end, who's a big baseball fan, right. or just any sort of athlete that has an affiliation with your network somehow. You're a vast sports empire. There has to be somebody. <laughs> right. Like, that would have made more sense to have. If you do all the football stuff, it would have made more sense to have, at the very least, football players who are wrestling fans to lead the conversation. Right. You could tell the Fox football guys were, it was, you could tell they were way out of their comfort zone. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. All right. Uh, let's Anyways. go over the SmackDown yeah. side real quick for the first night. Uh, SmackDown was headlined by Roman Reigns, along with The Fiend Bray Wyatt, Sasha Banks, Braun Strowman, Lacey Evans, the current SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The Revival, Lucha Fucking House Party, and then Heavy Machinery. So that rounds out night one of the draft. Night two moves on to the Raw, which happened on the following Monday. But, Doc, before we get into the next six rounds of the draft that happened on Raw, we're going to take a quick break. So, fam, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, it's the Princess of Pro Wrestling, SoCal Val. You are listening to Wrestle Attic Radio. I'm sending all the love from California. Mwah. Hey guys, this is the man who loves to make a difference, Nate the Effin Great. You can always interact with me on Twitter at Real Effin Game. And be sure to listen into my podcast, The Game Changer Podcast, where we talk about pop culture, professional wrestling, play games, among so many other great things. Guys, remember that you can make a difference. This is Nate the Effin Great from The Game Changer Podcast, exclusively on Wrestle Attic Radio. What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashek, the Kings of the Rings podcast, and you're listening to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast right here on Wrestle Addict Radio. What are you drinking there, Doc? A little Miller Lite. A little Miller Lite. Yeah, by the way, speaking of beer, my man Chris Colon found some Broken Skull IPA in Tom's River. No shit. Yeah, it's in Jersey. It's finally made its way to Jersey. Shout out to Chris Cologne. We should start getting that before we record, bro. Hell yeah, man. So we got to uh, keep your eye out. Be on the hunt for it. 
Awesome. Sounds good. And on that note, fam, we are back. So, Doc, let's go over the second night of the WWE Draft of 2019. So, the first pick on the Raw side was the Architect, the King Slayer, the Beast Slayer, the Monster Slayer. Burn it down! The Not-So-Fiend Slayer, Seth Rollins, uh, our current Universal Champion, to Raw, which I think nobody saw him moving to SmackDown. If hey, Seth, nobody saw that pick coming. If Seth would have lost the title to Bray at Hell in a Cell, he would have went to SmackDown, and that would have been a good move for Seth. But he is staying right where he is on Raw as a Universal Champion. And then the next pick for SmackDown was Brock Lesnar, who is the current WWE Champion. No one saw that coming either, right? Yeah, right. Nobody, yeah. Then, uh, a couple interesting moves. We had Charlotte Flair move over to Raw, which I really did not, not think. Okay. I thought she was going to stay on SmackDown. Uh, the New Day stayed on SmackDown, which I really assumed he they were he they were going to go to Raw. That that I would do there. So I'm not I'm not surprised about Charlotte, but I was surprised about the New Day not going. The New to Day Raw. not going to Raw. Yeah. Because okay, I said going back to my demographic talk earlier, I feel like they fit a lot more into that kid demographic. And the Raw is going to be kind of have a little more of the the drama end of pro wrestling and the and the theatrical end is that the word I'm looking for more so than the sport end of pro wrestling okay so I I think obviously the New Day fit very well in theatrics with their gimmick and the pancakes and the fun and the big colors and the happiness and all that good shit and it would also it would also make Kofi Kingston not talking about losing to Brock Lesnar make just a little bit more more sense. sense right yeah. Well, it did seem like all of the suits from SmackDown who were in that war room were pretty excited for the New Day, bro. Oh, my God. The stupid war rooms. Those <laughs> segments were fucking terrible, man, right? That was the fucking dumbest terrible. idea. They, that, they, I, the, the fact they even did it on Raw blew my mind because it was so stupid on SmackDown. And the one on SmackDown was great because the, the SmackDown one was good because they had the stupid Fox NFL guy in the fucking war room with them. (laughs) They have like this big giant, like they have this big giant robot. robot? That robot has a name. He's in like all those stupid ESPN commercials and shit. No, he's in all the Fox commercials. He's in all the Fox. Yeah. He's on Fox NFL commercials all the time. I think, I think he's on the baseball commercials every now and again too. Mm Hmm. But you know what was not stupid was the choice of, of drafting Andrade with Zelina Vega to Raw and showcasing Andrade in the first round pick on Monday Night Raw. I think that was a really good spot for Andrade and for Zelina Vega. And after that following commercial break, having them come out to cut a promo so that way Andrade could be seen in the ring was a very, very nice touch. Yeah, very nice. I really enjoyed what they did there, and they, they, they finished up that segment strong. It started real stupid, and they finished it up strong. Yeah. So let's back up real quick. So, so far on Raw, in terms of championships, you have the Raw Women's Championship, the United States Championship, you have the 
Raw Tag Team Champions. You have the Universal Champion. And now we're going to move on to the second round picks uh, from the second night. First pick for Raw are the Kabuki Warriors, who are the current women's tag team champions. So that's five titles right now over there on the Raw side. So uh, can they def- can they defend against SmackDown wrestlers? Still, yes. The, the the women's tag titles will still cross brands, but if they ever lose the belts, excuse me, Vince, the titles, Kyrie Sane and Asuka are exclusive to Raw. And okay. if you think back, I know you didn't see all of Raw, but if you do watch Raw, Dio Madden actually makes uh, comments on that after the Kabuki Warriors were announced that they were drafted. That's the comment he makes. Hey, even if they lose the titles, we now have Kyrie Sane and Asuka on Raw. Okay. Got it. Uh, next was honestly a surprising choice for me was Daniel Bryan staying on SmackDown. I really thought not Daniel surprising. Bryan was going was gonna to move to Raw. That was not surprising for you? Nope, not surprising. He fits, I feel, the SmackDown demographic mold. You're going to find more of the AEW and NXT fans, I think, watching SmackDown than Raw. Yes, I and think also they're enjoy that product more. And the fact that they're bringing Daniel Bryan back to his babyface role, it does make more sense right. to, put, to keep him yes. on SmackDown. Okay, absolutely. They, they they need they need face Daniel Bryan over there. Right. Uh, the next pick for Raw was Rusev, the Bulgarian brute Rusev, who is currently in this weird, really weird, odd feud with Bobby Lashley. I don't know how or why or where this comes from, but I did notice. Earlier today, there was a picture on Instagram where Bobby Lashley and La—excuse La, me, Lana—were at some kind of awards ceremony, and they were together on the red carpet posing for pictures. Bobby Lashley and Lana. So uh, it's the sexiest, juiciest storyline in all pro wrestling. Bones. Oh my god! I'm surprised you don't like this because you fucking love Total Divas. I haven't been able to watch any of Total Divas because I don't have E anymore on my television set. So, I unfortunately now have to wait for the season to end and then watch the reruns on the WWE Network. I'm pretty sure you can watch Total Divas on Hulu. Well, that's good to know, but also if I had more time to watch TV, I probably would be watching it right now. (laughs) You do love Total Divas. I do. I actually want to see the, um, I want to see when Carmella finally comes out and says that she's in love with Corey Graves. It's going to be so fucking hey, that's, that's supposed to be like a big storyline on Total Divas this it year, is. right? Yep. It's a big storyline. Getting juicy. It's the, uh, <laughs> what, what, what did you call it last week? The Carmella Gate? Carmella Gate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. So the next picks uh, were Bailey, the current SmackDown Women's Champion, is Shocking. staying on SmackDown. And Shocking. then they drafted Aleister Black to Monday Night Raw. Also a little shocking. I feel like SmackDown would have made more sense for Alistair, but I guess you can't. Have, you got to have some variety in the show. So bringing his darker character over gives Raw a little bit of variety, I guess. Right now, let's look at it this way too. Doug. We were talking about the order of on, of when the superstars were drafted, and you're saying, well, it's it's very easily separating the upper the uh, main event scene to the mid card to the lower mid card. So now, if right. we're looking at these first two rounds on Raw, we already have Andrade, Rusev, and Alistair Black already chosen in the first ten picks on the Raw uh, Monday Night Raw's night of drafting. 
So are they viewing these three as future main eventers, Andrade, Rusev, Aleister Black? Or are they going to top out the upper mid-card? I mean, look who else is on Raw. I mean, they, they kind of... One of those guys has to be put into the title picture. You could maybe have Randy Orton hold over for a bit. You could maybe say, give an argument for Drew McIntyre over those three guys. Right. You know, but Randy Orton doesn't need to be in the... T- I mean, he's like a... Like, Rollins and Orton is a good Monday Night Raw title match right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you need to start getting the Andrade's and the Rusev's and the Aleister Black's matches against Rollins on a pay-per-view. And one, it's going to help Rollins maybe get some of his swagger back to actually have to like, you know, wrestle some wrestlers like more around his size and his ability might be a little, you know, might be a, a you know, better match for him because he definitely wins fans over with his in-ring work. It's mm-hmm. definitely not his promo work. Right. But, no, you know, promos all have the been people, really yeah. weird. His promos have it been sucked. very, very, very weird. It sucked. Simple as that. Uh, moving on to the third round. The first pick in the third round was Cedric Alexander, who will be staying on Raw. The current Intercontinental Champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. Bless you. Uh, we'll be staying over on SmackDown. <laughs> what the hell just happened? Anyway. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, the next pick, which came out of fucking nowhere, Humberto Carrillo. Uh, got definitely the most out, of, most out of nowhere pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. So far, at least. Definitely the most yeah. out of nowhere pick. Humberto Carrillo, who was on NXT for a short while. Made a had a short stint on 205 Live, and now he's on fucking Raw. So they must see something in him that we haven't gotten a chance to see yet. And I say gotten a chance to see, because, yeah, we've seen him on NXT when he was still green and still learning the ropes. No one really saw him on 205 Live, because no one really watches 205 Live. And now that he's on Raw, he's going to be surrounded by bigger superstars to help put him over. Uh, also, he's going to have other stars like Ricochet to uh, get into into the ring with. It's really going to help make Umberto Carrillo shine and make him Definitely, look really good. As you keep going through this list, you're going to see there's a lot of smaller guys on Raw mm-hmm. a lot of more, and a lot of cruiserweight-type weight guys on Raw as you go through the list. Right. Uh, and on that same note, the ne- well, the next person is Ali, who was drafted to stay on SmackDown. Except him. Except him. <laughs> I was honestly hoping Ali was going to come to Raw, but uh, I, then, I, I guess they see something in him in terms of like being a fighter, maybe yeah. that police background, you know. Yep. Like there's some street, some street toughness there. Maybe that makes more sense to the SmackDown brand to have him over maybe. there. But I could also see him like if it's not working out, like him go to Raw by next year, and like start running with the smaller guys. And uh, the opposite of small guys. We have the Except final this pick guy. for the third round is Eric Rowan has been drafted over to Raw. Pretty interesting. He only just started coming out of his shell recently over the past couple of months. He just got teamed back up again with Luke Harper, his long-lost tag partner, and now they separated Rowan and Harper and put Rowan by himself over on Raw. 
Now that Rowan is no longer tied up with you know Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Luke Harper, is Rowan gonna get lost in the in the sauce over here on Raw? How do you feel about Rowan joining the OC? Mm. Or becoming a third Viking Raider? Oh my God! No, you know I don't want him to go to Viking Raider because I no. think he's done so much work to break himself away from that like kind of like that, yeah Viking image a little bit, you know. Mm. Oh, you don't you couldn't see him in the OC as like a, like an enforcer in the OC. I I would say yeah, I I could see it happening, but I I would he wouldn't be my choice to join the OC. But I could see that happening. Who, who okay, all right. On look at this raw roster, who would be the fourth member of the OC on this raw roster? And look, even look at the picks we haven't talked about yet. You know. Um. No, you know what? Let's finish off the the draft. And then we'll do some fantasy booking. Okay. All right. Okay. Because, you know, I always have fun doing that. Yeah, I'm sure you get your little, your, your little black book over there. Yeah. I'm going to go open up my, my notebook here and figure out all my, <laughs> my fantasy drafts. Um, so that rounds out the third round. Now, the fourth round uh, it starts off with Buddy Murphy going to Raw. Again, another small cruiserweight type wrestler. Uh, Buddy Murphy, again, fantastic in-ring performer. Put on a great showing against guys like Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns in the ring recently. Putting him on mm-hmm. Raw is going to be huge. He's going to have guys like uh, Randy Orton, AJ Styles to help put him over in the ring. Next, we have uh, going to SmackDown, the team of Rudolph, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode, which was pretty surprising that even after they lost the titles, they were drafted as a tag team. It's not as two separate single stars. Oh, they're they're you're, they're trying to get you to buy into the team, right? Which again, listen, they have sense. a lot of they have a lot of work to do to get their tag division up to snuff with AEW, mm-hmm. and they need to get some good like workhorses in that tag division. That tag, right. Dolph and Rude have been getting lost in the flood as singles competitors. Mm-hmm. We all know that Rude's an all-time great tag wrestler. Right. Ziggler can work with anybody. It makes complete sense to keep them as a team. What didn't make sense was the next Raw pick, fucking Jinder Mahal. Still now, a thing, huh? Jinder Mahal has been out on injury for quite some time now. The fact that he came out of nowhere and was drafted to Raw makes absolutely no sense to me. Especially when it comes to looking at the list of other people who have been out on injury and that were not drafted at all. Like Ruby Riot. Ruby fucking Riot was not drafted Bones, you at know, all. You know full well that black book of yours just has Ruby Riot written in it over and over page. and over. Every title every is held by Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot is the leader of every faction. Ruby Riot is the owner, COO, CFO, president, commissioner, and general manager of every brand. You know, but, Ruby Riot isn't in the real world. Drafted. I hate you. But what doesn't make sense to me is this whole Jinder Mahal draft over to Raw. Um, whatever. Mo- moving on. I, w- I will agree with you. I will agree with you that Ruby Riot would have been a better pick than Jinder Mahal. Uh, yeah, it would have made a lot more sense. But regardless, I want to move on from Jinder Mahal. Uh, next, they kept Carmella in the women's division over on SmackDown, but they did but- separate her from R Truth 
and moved our truth over to Raw. That was terrible because they had that was a really good pair up. They had good chemistry. They had great chemistry. They were really they entertaining great together. Great chemistry. Yeah, so I'm kind of. And does that mean like? Does that mean the 24/7 title is only on Raw now? Right now, Raw has the title, but it's still going to be defended anywhere, anytime. Okay. Okay. Fair. So. So that means our um, truth could still show up on SmackDown with the title and hang out with Carmella. Yes, and still do a seven-second dance break. With the 24-7-11 championship of the world. 24-7-11 European hardcore championship. <laughs> yeah, that would he said something, like something like that. Something like that. All right. European hardcore. He like goes to like every defunct title. <laughs> no, no, the European television title. That's what it is. All right, let's move on to the fifth round. The fifth round picks are going to Raw is Samoa Joe, going to SmackDown, The Miz, going to Raw, Akira Tozawa. Another very interesting pick. Akira Tozawa is a former uh, Cruiserweight champion from 205 Live. Akira Tozawa put on a really good showing against Adam Cole recently at the Evolve anniversary show, Evolve 131, I believe it was. So, if, uh, fam, you have not seen the Evolve show yet, the anniversary show on the WWE Network, I highly recommend going to watch it and check out Tozawa versus Adam Cole in the main event. Tozawa's a great wrestler. I've always been a fan of Tozawa, so I'm actually looking forward to seeing him now in the main roster. Next, going to SmackDown, we have The King, Our King, My King, Your King, King Corbin. Surprising for me. I thought he was going to stay on Raw. Um, I, I did too. They were doing so much with him as the king. and I really hope they keep pushing him. And he's also a great heel. Right. I mean, again, we can go back and look at everyone that's been drafted. I mean, if we go back to the top and look at all of the, uh, all of the heels on SmackDown, I mean, we technically have the fiend. We have the revival. We have Lacey Evans. I mean, it looks like the majority of the SmackDown. Nakamura. Yeah, Nakamura. With, got with, Elias. With Sami Zayn. I forgot to mention, with right. Nakamura, Sami Zayn go, and, and Nakamura go hand-in-hand. Hand. So Sami Zayn is also with Nakamura on SmackDown. Rudolph. Rudolph for heels. Rudolph. Um, Elias. King Let's Corbin, and then we'll get to Elias next in the next round. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting, the, uh, the baby-face-to-heel ratio on both shows. Uh, and also the last pick on the fifth round was Shelton Benjamin, which I'm kind of glad uh, he was drafted again and not forgotten about. I still think he has some left in the tank, and I'd love to see the Shelton Benjamin of old and have him show everyone what he could do in the ring and how great of a wrestler he really is. And he always, I remember they were like showing like little vignettes, vignettes for him like not mm-hmm. too long ago, and then yep. nothing ever came of it. I don't believe I just forget about things sometimes. I can see Shelton Benjamin in the OC. Oh, that would be fun. I know. You know why? Because I thought of it. Moving on to the sixth round uh, of the uh, draft on Monday Night Raw. The first pick going to Raw is Rey Mysterio. Going to SmackDown is Shorty Gable, a.k.a. Chad Gable. Then we have going Shorty to Raw, G. Titus O'Neil. Why is Titus O'Neil even still a thing? He's worldwide, baby. He's worldwide. Is that that's the only reason why I guess? Uh, then we have Elias staying on SmackDown and Liv Morgan, 
was drafted going over to Raw. Did Liv make an appearance on Raw when she was drafted? No, we have not seen Liv uh, since Kevin Owens dropped his quote-unquote pipe bomb and then Shane McMahon the following week addressed the entire SmackDown Live locker room and Liv Morgan was there and Liv Morgan challenged uh, Charlotte and ended up losing through a tantrum and said, it's time for a change. The real, you know, and then it was all these uh, pit images on Twitter. Real, will the real Liv Morgan please stand up? So I'm really interested to see this new character, this new gimmick. And also now with her going to Raw and The Fiend being on SmackDown, she will not be like the Harley Quinn to Bray Wyatt's Joker. Right. Right. Which I think a I lot of think... people felt that was gonna that was where this was going. I felt that way too, and that would have been fucking awesome. In my fantasy world, Liv Morgan is with Bray Wyatt in his little stable. But that could be cute. That's that. That's my fantasy. Uh, I'll tell you, of all the Riot Squad members, the one doing the most for themselves, like in terms of mystery and anticipation of for a comeback since the Riot Squad broke up, quote-unquote, is Liv Morgan. Is Liv Morgan. Well, because Ruby yeah. Riot has been nursing her injuries, her two shoulder surgeries, and Sarah Lo- Logan has been actively wrestling every week since the last Superstar shakeup when they when the Ruby Riot was broken, when the Riot Squad was broken up. Because Sarah Logan has been on main event week after week, and she's put on some really good matches with Dana Brooke, where her and Dana Brooke have been feuding. No, I didn't even. I don't watch main event. I don't. I don't get to that. I don't get that deep into wrestling each week. I move on to AEW and other promotions. And other promotions, point. right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then, after all of that was said and done, so that was that's ten rounds of draft picks between SmackDown and Raw. In the midst of all that, there were some supplemental draft picks. So the supplemental draft picks going to Raw consist of EC3, Eric Young, Mojo Rawley. No Way Jose, Sarah Logan, Sin Cara, which I'm surprised Sin Cara is even still a thing. The Iconics, Peyton Ross and Peyton Ross and Royce, sorry, and Billy Kay. And then Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins as a tag team. Then going to SmackDown, we have Apollo Crews. We have the B team consisting of Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, Cesaro, Dana Brooke, Drake Maverick. Drew Gulak, uh, former Cruiserweight champion. Fire and Desire, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. I'm really surprised that the two of them got drafted so late in the game. I mean, there's, Even they, they, got, they got... There's still a ways to go with them. I think so. I think they need to break them up and Sonya Deville needs to go get some, get some title shots. Yeah, Sonya. Sonya's ready to go, but Mandy's still got some some growing to do. Yeah. Uh, and still then to round, round out the rest of the SmackDown drafts, we have Heath Slater. Good for him. Luke Harper, who just made a return and gets drafted as the second to last person to be drafted to fucking SmackDown. And then Tamina, because Tamina is still fucking important, I guess, to the women's division. <laughs> fucking waste of a goddamn talent. Waste Former of a 24-7 talent. champion. Oh my God, what a waste. So those are all of your draft picks going to Raw and to SmackDown. Now, you probably will notice there were some names that have been that have been left out, 
Let's talk about a couple tag teams. Let's talk about the Usos and the Hardys. Now they've been very naughty. They've, they've both, been very naughty boys. Yeah, they've both been dealing with a lot of their own personal issues. Where I believe it was Jimmy Uso got arrested earlier this year, but was not allowed to go into into Saudi Canada. Arabia, having that on his record. So no, he couldn't go into Canada. He couldn't I'm go sorry, to Canada, Canada for SummerSlam. Toronto for SummerSlam. Yeah, it's not Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Toronto for but SummerSlam. But to, to back you up, he, he probably can't go to Saudi Arabia either. True. And, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> same thing with the Hardys, because Jeff Hardy got himself into trouble yet again, uh, driving just, while intoxicated. You know, as much stop, as I wish them all the up, best. Guys. Yeah, stop, stop fucking, fucking up, guys. guys. I, I just want to see the, these teams come back, as these teams will be... <laughs> will work wonders in the tag division currently, and I hope these teams get drafted pretty soon. Also, left off, left off of the list where wrestlers who are currently um, currently out on injury and have been out for a little while, you have Sheamus, who is scheduled to be returning pretty soon, Mickey James, Ruby Riot, and then Nia Jax. Now, Nia Jax, I expect that she won't, won't be due back until after the new year. Ruby Riot could be back right now. I'm surprised they did not draft her. But the fact that Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan were both drafted to Raw, I think we're going to see Ruby Riot on Raw. But do you think they're going to put the Riot Squad back together? I think that'd be silly because Liv Morgan, the Liv Morgan teased a complete character change. True. And still teasing it. And still teasing it. Yep. Yeah, I don't think they're going to put them back together. And I don't know. I mean. <laughs> How many fucking chances do you keep giving the Usos and the Hardys? Well, not yeah. You know, this is not the first time these two two teams have fucked up. No, the Usos. Well, Jimmy Uso specifically has fucked up a lot in the past year. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You people are rich. Call people. Like hire people to fucking drive Just you call places. Call Uber. Like you if I was fu- Uber. call Uber. Call fucking limo. You you have fucking money. If I made the money that these guys made, and I'm not. They're not fucking gajillionaires, I understand, but fucking call somebody to drive you places. Right. For fuck's sake. Like, use your goddamn brains. I don't understand where the fuck the flaw in their fucking heads is that they keep making the same stupid, idiotic fucking mistakes over and over again. My goodness. Come on, guys. And unfortunately, I do, I do think, uh, if, if you have noticed, we did not mention Naomi, who is a former two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. She has been left off TV for quite some time and was also left out of the draft. And I think she is suffering from being associated with the Usos because she is married to Jimmy. Jimmy? I mean, she, Jimmy. Also, she also could be... Supporting at home and right, which very you know, well could be the thing. Trying to, you know, help work through this, and they're mm-hmm. going. I'm sure, I'm sure it's created a struggle in your home life. I mean, I'm sure he's he's if he hasn't lost his license yet, he's got at least temporarily lost his license. Right. So uh, it just just boggles my mind that him and, and Jeff. I mean, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Jeff's got more fucking. He's got more lives than a fucking cat. That guy, man. Yep. He has Shit. more lives than the unlimited lives you can get on Contra. This old school right there. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select, start. 
For those of you that know what I'm talking about, good for you. If you don't, fuck off. Uh, now, going back to also speaking about someone who's supporting their significant other, we have Maria and Mike Canellis. Maria has been out and out because she is giving, giving birth to her second daughter. So Mike has been with her. They have been left off the drafts currently. Now, reports did say that Mike requested his release, even though they just re-signed a multi-year contract. But Maria went on record by saying that she did not ask for his release. So it has not been announced by WWE that Mike is being released. But we'll have to wait and see what the future holds for those two. Yeah, and she 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 put she put like a pretty uh, rowdy Instagram post up earlier yeah, this week talking very about edgy, that. and you said it too. Very right? edgy. When I sent it yeah. to you. I wish she spoke like that on the microphone. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, like yeah, I wish I wish her promos were like this. This is this is yeah. way better than my unborn child. Who's the father? First You're not a ever man. Pregnant twenty four seven champion. First ever pregnant twenty four seven champion. Mm-hmm. And now we're the gonna dark go, year, the, the dark months of the twenty four seven title, yeah, right? the dark week. <laughs> uh, now let's touch on four other pretty big names that have not been drafted and are probably going to end up being free agents and can travel from brand to brand. First, we have Kane Velasquez, who is now one of the newest superstars to report to the Performance Center and also sign a multi year contract with the WWE. Cain Velasquez comes to us from the UFC. Now, he has been uh, training and studying a lot in the recent past. Doc, you and I got to see Cain Velasquez in a wrestling ring for the first time. Well, it was his second wrestling match when we went to go see the AAA show in uh, Madison Square Garden. Now, while Cain looks pretty green, I think giving him the training he can get at the Performance Center is going to help him immensely. Yeah, and that's what makes sense for him right now. So, as I said earlier in the show... Lose this match relatively decisively to, to Brock. Go to PC, learn the ropes of the industry, come back, align yourself with Rey Mysterio like you've been teasing him and Ray are tight in real life. I think you were saying that last week. Right? Yeah, Isn't Kane? You say I think he's like Kane is Godfather or something. Yeah, so it, it, it makes there's there's an organic storyline built in with Kane. So once he gets to training, he needs to get to you know get that WWE style down. I mean, sky's the limit for him. Yeah. Yeah, sky's the limit for any of the UFC crossover talents. Speaking of UFC crossover talents, Ronda Rousey has been left off this list. Once again, I mean, she's if she goes anywhere, it'll be Fox, yeah. and she's you know she's she can hop on any show she wants. She's a she's a trans she's a transcending name on the roster, right? Nah, but all the trans all the transcending names weren't drafted, right? Which also include John Cena and The Undertaker. Except Brock. Brock was the only transcending name. That's because he's holding the title. Right. So, That's the only reason why. Very interesting takes on this entire draft. Uh, very interesting names that were left off. Interesting names that were drafted to certain shows. Um, if I was to grade this draft on a, on a scale of A to F, I don't think it failed completely, but I'd have to give this a big fat D minus because the presentation was terrible. The rules were very convoluted. There was way too many moving parts. They couldn't just make this shit easy. None of the draft choices really tied into any storyline. They didn't tie the draft into story at all. It's just like, 
oh, and here's the draft, and here's where everybody goes now. Like, once again, no, he's saying hard restart. That's what a hard restart is. It's, but, but then again, like, you know, you know, Charlotte and Bailey didn't have a hard restart. Right. Picked right up where they left off. But I guess that just, I guess that wrote itself just fine. They didn't want to change that. Maybe there's it's a couple stories like, hey, we're not changing a couple of these stories. And mm-hmm. that was one of them. I don't know. No, I, that, that I, was I, also... I thought the draft was weird. It was an awkward D plus for me. Mm-hmm. It, it was an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, going back to Bailey and Charlotte, it gave them an opportunity to get the belt onto Charlotte so she can call herself a 10 time champion. Then take it off her within the week. That way they can then move Charlotte over to Raw. That's all that was. That was very, I think that was Weird. very last minute. Weird. Weird. So, with that being said, Doc, th- th- this draft is pretty crazy. The main event scene is pretty crazy. Uh, there's a lot of wrestling on every single week, and there's not enough time in a fucking day to watch all of it. But we have a lot to look forward to now with the Crown Jewel event coming up, man. We have Tyson Fury taking on Braun Strowman. Seth Rollins taking on the Fiend Bray Wyatt in a Falls Count Anywhere match for the Universal Championship. Which, which will most likely end in both men passing out, not in the pinning predicament, and the ref having to call the match. Or ending in a DQ. If it ends in a DQ, I just... I will quit wrestling. I'll quit wrestling. I'll quit wrestling. <laughs> and then we'll have a bunch of people Velasquez out. taking There's on... There's a bunch of people hoping for a DQ right now. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure people are hoping that it happens that way. Uh, then we're gonna have Cain Velasquez taking on Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship, which is fucking ridiculous. And then of course we're going to have the match: Team Hogan versus Team Flair, and much, much more. I'm being facetious, you know. Can you sense the sarcasm in my voice about this whole Crown Jewel event? Because I'm looking forward to it so much. There's not as many matches in this one. It's not going to be as long as the past ones. No, unless they throw in one of those 50-man battle royals again. God, I hope not. Please, no. So, Doc, with that being said, any other wrestling news you want to touch on before we sign off? Uh, Another solid episode of Dynamite this week. Some more great wrestling. Um, John Moxley is so much cooler than Dean Ambrose. (laughs) It's not even funny. Um they're just, you know, they're producing very exciting television and the arena's fire and it's continuing to be fire. And they're doing what they're doing. I've been saying WWE should have been doing for years is holding their television tapings in smaller arenas and smaller markets. And let's say smaller markets, just smaller arenas. So it's easier to sell the house down and make them wrestlers feel like they're performing in front of a full house mm-hmm. as opposed to a, you know, a lower deck only house as most tapings are so right. kudos to AEW for booking smart and another great episode and apparently I, I watched some of NXT and what I, I enjoyed what I saw I saw the whole Undisputed Era beat down or Roddy beat down of Dream and all that good stuff I thought NXT I hear the rest of NXT was fantastic um, I hear Lee and Dijakovic was awesome again and Leon Dijakovic will be facing Roderick Strong next week for the North American Championship, which would be interesting. That'll probably be the main event of next week's mm-hmm. NXT. That's a, yeah. Oh, it's going to be off. AEW's going to have a hard time topping that one. Yeah. Also, in other news, uh, Shotzi Blackwell, who is a female star from the Indies, I believe from Shine and Evolve, was just given a, an NXT contract over this past week from Sir William Regal. And also, speaking of contracts and returns, this past week on NWA Power, 
Aaron Stevens, formerly known as Aaron Rex, formerly known as Damian Sandow, has made his return to NWA television. Very nice. So, it's always that's, good to that's see. That's a guy who didn't, he didn't get a fair shake in WWE. No, he did not. He did win the Money yeah. in the Bank briefcase once, but they did nothing with him. Because I don't know Shame. what it was. They, they just didn't see what they had in him. But he's such a fucking charismatic, good wrestler in the ring. When you give him a character, he takes the character and he runs with this. Some of his best work was with the Mizdow angle, where it was him and Mizdow. Some of his best work. Best, I love that he just work. shadowed the Miz for a while. Yeah. That was my favorite. That was oh, so funny. Man. So good. He nailed that. Uh, so, um, anyway, so on that note, Doc, that's all the time we have for today. So, fam, if this is your first time tuning in, thank you for listening to episode 47 of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. If you've enjoyed the show and want to show your support, please find us on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fourth Wallcast. That's the number four, T-H-W-A-L-L-C-A-S-T. If you haven't joined the fam yet, please go to patreon.com slash wrestleaddictradio, where for as low as $5 a month, you can receive exclusive content from all of the personalities from WrestleAddict Radio, as well as access to our exclusive GroupMe Patreon chat, where you get to talk to all of the personalities and hosts from WrestleAddict Radio, along with all of our patrons that we have in the fam right now. If you haven't yet, please follow WrestleAddict Radio on Twitter at Addict underscore Wrestle, and on Instagram at WrestleAddictRadio. Once again, fam, I am your host, J.C. Bones. You can find me on Twitter at J.C. Bones. That's Bones with the Z. Once again, my lovely co-host, this is the lovely, talented, and beautiful Doc Haas. You can find him on Twitter at Dr. Haas 4WC. And, of course, we have our third man that no one really cares about. You can find him on Twitter at Johnny Smarks a lot. <laughs> Fam, we have our 50th episode coming up very soon. We want to do something very special. So for those of you that have been a member of the fam since day one, if you have any fun-filled memories of our show, things you like, please drop us a line and give us a quick little 10-second to 30-second blurb about what you like about the show or how much you just dislike our third man, Johnny Smarks, by sending us an email at fourthwallcast, that's spelt out F-O-U-R-T-H-W-A-L-L-C-A-S-T, fourthwallcast, at gmail.com, and if we have enough audio files, we're more than happy to put together a nice little montage, if you will, to air on our 50th episode coming up in a few weeks on Saturday, November 9th. Myself, Doc, and Smarky are talking about different ways to make our 50th episode special, not just for us, but also for you, the fam. Because fam, without you, there is no us. So if you've been listening to us since day one, let us know what you think about the show. Give us some of your favorite memories, and let's air it on episode 50 of the 4th Wall Cast. If you have enjoyed this 4th Wall experience, be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, subscribe, and join our Patreon and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. And Doc, what do we do every week? Keep wrestling real. 
One more time, Doc. Say it with the people in the back. Keep wrestling real. We are here to keep wrestling real. Goodbye and good night. Yeah. You said wrestling last week. I said it with a slightly different southern accent. Anybody who's uh, been south says, many times I have known there's a Texas accent, a Carolina accent, a Bayou accent, Georgia accent. You gonna, you gonna keep going on any more accents? Shrimp salad, shrimp gumbo, <laughs> shrimp sandwich, <laughs> shrimp soup, shrimp parmesan. Oh, Doc, we need to talk about this uh, gimmick infringement from uh, the Game Changers podcast. You heard about Fretz and Nate doing a watch-along? Oh, they did a little watch-along act. Stealing our gimmick, bro. Oh, those little fucks. (laughs) So, uh, Fretz, Nate, be prepared. Check your mail. You'll be hearing from our lawyers very soon. Going to take you guys to wrestler's court. Well, uh, it's a shame we can't just mail anthrax to people. We'll show them a lesson. You say mail anthrax to people anymore? Yeah. As if, as if it was okay then, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it was okay until like, um, give me the nineties. Fucking maniac. Well, cocaine um, was okay then, back in the eighties too. Yo, fam, if you've listened to this episode all the way till now, I want to give a big shout out to my main man, DJ Maddie G, an elegant music group. Thank you, my brother, for supporting us and being a fan of wrestling. And yes, we all will go to an AEW show very soon. Hey, absolutely, brother. It's a shame I missed I couldn't go on one day. Yeah, he actually hit me up. He's like, yo, you want to go fucking to AEW? I'm like, dude, if I wasn't working, I would totally go for $6 tickets. Fuck yeah, I want to go. Yeah, fucking A right, baby. You can't pass that shit up, man. In Philly, crazy ass Philly crowd. Fuck right? yeah. Which is one of the best fucking wrestling crowds out there. Mm-hmm. All right, Doc. On that note. All right. Bedtime, baby. I think it's time. For, well, don't you have other things to do before you go to bed? Well, you know, you got to go visit. Go go, go take an RKO. Miss, visit Mr. RVD. And uh, 
get quizzed by the Riddler. <laughs> quizzed by the Riddler. Oh, man. All right, bro. bro. You have a good night, man. We'll catch up later. Too sweet, later, me, brother. Too sweet, me. Double too sweet, baby. Ooh. Peace. Catch you later. Later, dude.